If you're still listening, that means you're still interested. And I hope that my content will continue to interest you going forward. Now, this is like the fourth time I'm trying to record this episode. Because every time I do so and I play back, I keep hearing my cat bell shaking in the background. Or the neighbor calling. Or somebody cutting grass. Or some kind of stupid noise. So yeah, we're going again, right? From the last episode... I'm sure you're probably wondering what exactly is a dig guy. Uh, it's, it's exactly what it is, a dig guy. Now, I didn't have a label for it at the time. It's, that came later on. But, yeah, to me, a dig guy is just someone who is there to provide sexual pleasure to me without any emotional baggage or attachments or obligations. It was just like an agreement to have sex with each other. Basically, I also want to say, um, you know, just a little disclaimer that any advice or suggestions or anything that I throw out there in these talks is just that. It's just suggestions. It's not. It may not be for everyone, right? Remember, my stories are are real. These are real incidences that happened to me, and my decisions. Right, to engage in certain activities or behaviors stemmed from these experiences, right? What I've learned from these experiences, also what I've observed in other relationships and, you know, whatever stuff is around me and the misinformation that I was slowly unlearning and the new information that I was getting, right? I'm not a rebel. I do I do like and appreciate the traditional stuff, the regular norms and values and all of that. And I do try them out before I go on to do my own thing. But sometimes the reason why I end up doing my own thing is because the normal thing, the traditional way, the regular way just didn't work out for me. It it wasn't happening. Right? And when one thing not happening, you try something else. So there we go, get on to the story. There was this book that I read that surprised me a lot. And at the time, I was just starting to get into erotic novels, right? But this one, this one that I read was different from the rest because the rest was just like a bad porn video. You know, in the porn, porn, and it's like, oh, the storyline is this regular, this cliche thing, and it's like, oh, and it, they go in a vagina and it's like, yeah. Well, no, this one was, this one was different. And to me, it showed me that woman can and are supposed to own their own sex life. You're supposed to know what you like from what you don't like. You're supposed to be able to communicate that to someone, right? And I don't want to say demand, but let them know, hey, this is what I want. This is what I expect. And if you can't give this to me, then hard luck. We're not going to work out. And to me, that was just all about sexual empowerment and women taking control of their own pleasure. Right? I mean, you could read it and get something different from it because everybody would get their own vibe from it. But that's what I got. That's what I took from it. The book is called The Sisters of APF. 
and it's by Zane, which has become one of my favorite authors because her stories, yes, they're erotic. Yes, they may be kind of, I don't want to say raw, but yes, they're kind of out there. But at least they could always take something from the storyline. They could always get some kind of good advice or tips and tricks on how to do certain things from her books. I'm, I've yet to find a copy or get a copy to add to my collection, my book collection. It's a it's a difficult book to come by. And how I got it, um, at the time I had a friend who was working at the public library. And I was there the day when the book came in. He was working at the front desk and he said, hey, this book coming. You should read this book. You might like it because all them women going off over it. As soon as it comes in, somebody else is coming and borrow it and then it will be it will go on for months, just disappear. They had two copies and they don't know where the other copy is. And since this one come back, he say, I should, I should read it. I say, oh, okay, I'll try it out. Let's see how it is. I hope it wasn't a disappointment and it, it really wasn't. It really wasn't. I mean, it, of course, is erotic books, so it was a college setting, and there was a secret sorority. Well, it wasn't a secret sorority, but the, the sorority used to host um, secret events, secret orgies and stuff, and they used to make sure that you, you get someone to kind of play around with, kind of like the dead guy. <laughs> and... Uh, they always made sure that the the people in the sorority and the people who take in part had a safe and healthy space to do whatever it is they have to do. Right? They always looked out for one another and made sure that everyone was safe and comfortable and gave consent. And uh, this book helped me, well, yeah, it it helped me a lot in terms of coming up with this decision to just get the guy, just get that one person to to play with and set some boundaries and non-negotiables when it comes to having that person there. Now, apart from my regular guy standards that I've set for myself, like, you know, the person has to have good teeth and they have to have ambition, maybe even a job, um, you know, handsome, I would say tall, dark, and handsome, but dark is optional, and tall is kind of understood because, I mean, by default, a lot of guys are taller than me anyway, so I, I didn't see the need to add that to the list. Yeah, along with some others, like, you had to smell nice, um, have a good conversation, easy to talk to. Uh, understanding and just having an overall positive and upbeat attitude and vibe. I had some more stuff. I mean, I don't want to bore you with the whole list then. Yeah, so, you know, I had my checklist. I had my, my standards, my non-negotiables and that. And it was just time to find the guy. Now, I met the guy online, but it was through a friend. Because I was talking to that friend and I was telling them, hey, but I'm just looking for someone to chill with and, you know, whatever and whatever. And they say, oh, well, I'm, I might know someone who's available and they, you know, they made that connection. I can't even, honestly, I can't even remember who that friend is at this moment. Because I was, 
And I want to say it so long ago, but it, it was a good while ago. And I honestly can't remember who the friend that was. But yeah, the person hooked me up with the person, with the guy. And I mean, he just happened to be a guy in the service, serviceman. He was a little skinny, but you know, he had some muscles and a full beard. I should have had beard on my list of, of things, you know, because I like, I like to have the beard. I like to... So, you know, play with it, rub up on it, all that stuff. Yeah, that's not the point, but yeah, I should have added, you know, a beard on it. Is. I was smothering. At least he came with it. He was renting an apartment with a roommate about 15, 20 minutes from where I, I worked at the time. And, uh, I don't know, we started talking and he was kind of okay with the idea because he, for himself, he wasn't looking for a long-term or committed relationship because he said he had just gotten out of a, a kind of two-year committed kind of strong relationship and he just wanted, you know, he just wanted to chill for a little bit. He didn't want to get back or dive back into that. And it's the same thing I was looking for. I wasn't looking for, again, that commitment or a long-term relationship. I just wanted someone to, you know, would be open and willing to just, I don't know, play with me for a little bit. <laughs> and try try new stuff so that I could see what I like or what I don't like and, you know, have fun with it. And we met up a couple of times, talked about it at length, and uh, we came up with a bunch of rules. He knew my non-negotiables, and we also came up with a bunch of rules and, you know, certain boundaries. And I mean, we had some top, top stuff to, to I don't know, the deal with or the rules that we shouldn't, you know, we should always follow. Um, and I've listed five of them here, and I'll call them out few. But I know there was more. Again, this was a while now, so kind of, kind of forget. And of course, over the years, rules change, different things that added or taken away from it, you know. So yeah, number one, number one, we were both in agreement to not put feelings involved, to not have that, you know, emotional, romantic connection to it. Because at the end of the day, we didn't want to cause unintentional hurt to either one of us. I didn't want to hurt him. He didn't want to hurt me because we were, we've both been through some kind of stuff before and we just didn't want to, you know, we wanted to leave that mushy part out of it. He leave the mushy part out of it and we just wanted to, you know, play and have sex. And that was it. Number two, we weren't doing this to get into a relationship, right? It wasn't a thing where this was the end goal. Relationship was not the end goal, right? If at some point we did start to feel some kind of something with each other or for each other, we first have to be honest with ourselves and really step back and say, okay, is this really me liking, like really liking this person or just me just liking the company or whatever. And if you find, well, yeah, this thing is, you know, bigger than just a regular liking the person for their company, then, you know, we would talk to each other about it and, I don't know, decide if you want to end it or if you want to work something out or if you want to see if it goes anywhere. But again, remember, the end goal was not a relationship. So that wasn't even... That wouldn't even be a big topic, right? Number three, 
either of us were free to talk to other people at this time. And when we meet talk, we mean getting to know other people, not sleeping with them, eh? because we wanted to stay safe. We, neither of us wanted to catch an STI or a stalker. God knows I didn't need a next stalker. Yeah, but we didn't want to just be having sex with each other and everybody else or whoever comes our way. No. But we did make it now. We did put a clause on that and say, well, if you meet someone and they're talking and you think that this could go to another level or you wanted to be a little more serious and maybe have sex with them or want to commit to that other person, then fine, no problem. We would just end this arrangement that we have here. And we would respect each other's um, wishes enough to let that person do what they want to do. All right? And uh, number five, which was another main thing, if for whatever reason any of us wanted to stop this thing, any reason at all, then we would stop. Because at the end of the day, we're not that committed. I mean, we're committed in the moment to have sex with each other, to play with each other, right? But we're not committed to each other in the sense that this is a romantic commitment and we're in this thing for the long haul or anything like that. So if you want to stop at any point in time, for whatever reason, we could. And it was good. It went, it went really good. We tried a whole bunch of stuff. I, a lot of stuff that I knew I liked and didn't like came out of, of what we had at the time, right? And it was it was really nice. We had a, a little friendship thing going on. I mean, when we meet up, we would talk about, um, you know, how your day was, or how we're going and this kind of stuff. And I remember I used to actually buy my own pack of condoms when I'm going over with him. And uh, just to make sure that he doesn't try anything and step up and say, well, oh, I didn't get a chance to buy condoms today or anything like that. Because that has happened once. And I was like, no, we're not having it. We went out, we wouldn't get some. And I having that thing where you, you want to play, you know, you missed you miss the, the mark or whatever, and you didn't get a chance to go and buy condoms. You will find some condoms somewhere. All right? And uh, we would meet up like once or twice for the month. And it's usually on the evening, afternoon, after work. And this went on for like almost a year. It wasn't quite a year yet, but yeah, it, it, almost a year. And it, it, it got messed up when something I didn't anticipate happened. My cousin got involved. Yeah. My, my, my cousin, she she was one of those people who, so if they're friends with you, they would go to your friend list and add all the, the guys from your friend list kind of people. She did that. And I remember a time when, you know, you're going on to check your family, you spend the weekend or whatever, you're talking, and she come up and she asked me the, if, you know, so-and-so is my friend. I was like, well, yeah. 
and uh, what the connection that we have. I said, well, we're just school friends because at that time I wasn't about to tell her that I was my dead guy, that we were just, you know, meeting up to have sex. Again, part of the whole arrangement was to be as discreet as possible, right? Nobody need to know that we just meeting up to have sex because, I mean, at the time, you know, you it, the stigma against it uh, around it wouldn't have been a nice thing to deal with. Especially since sex is like a taboo, not so taboo kind of thing. But that's a topic for our next time. But with this one, yeah, I wasn't about to tell her that that was the guy that I used to meet on the afternoons to have sex with, to try new stuff with. No. So I just, you know, at the time, lie to her and tell her, yeah, we're just cool friends. And uh, the next time I met up with him... I, I asked him about her because she gave me this kind of vibe like, you know, something in 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 looking to right here. Why are you asking me about this person in particular? So when I, I met, him, met up with him a few weeks later and I asked him about it, she was like, yeah. She um, added him. He told me he, she added him like some weeks before. And she started, she initiated the conversation. So she started everything. She added him, she talked to him, and they, they're just talking. But afterwards, he asked me if, um, if it would be, if I would be cool with him talking to her. I say, well, I mean, the argument say you could talk to whoever you want to. But again, from the way how she asked me and the way how he was moving that day when we were talking about it, I sense, of course, I got the sense that something more was happening. Huh? So I asked him again. I said, well, I asked him, when I say talk, when I say talking, what, what exactly is talking to you? Right? And of course, he then, it's like, well, we're just talking, we're just cool and getting to know each other. I was like, okay. All right. All right. You know what? All right. Well, let's just do what we we set out to do because it was in the evening and it was getting late. I had to go home. That time I was still living by my parents. You know, even though I was big enough working, I still didn't want to come home too late, and then I had to travel. And I'm going far. And he said, "Well, all right. Let's let's get to it." And you know, we had our session. But at the back of my mind, that thing was, it was just bothering me. It was bothering me so much. I asked him, I bring it up again. I say, so all they just talking, right? And nothing going on there. And I don't know, like, guilt got the butter of him, especially since we had our arrangement and rules and we both agreed to certain things. He kind of just come out and say, well, they they went out a couple times already. I say, when is, they say what? I say, excuse me? You went out a couple times with her already? He said, yeah. I said, what do you mean you went out with her? D- did you have sex or they just went and, you know, talk or whatever? And he said, well, they didn't have sex per se. I was like, you know what? I don't even want to know what that means. Right? But... I think we should end this thing right now because one, you didn't let me know beforehand that you're talking to somebody. I mean, that was part of our our rules 
our plan from beginning. If, you know, we're talking to someone, you would let the other person know, hey, I met this person or whatever, whatever, just to give you, you know, a heads up to prepare yourself, right? I mean, I don't, I can't see myself sleeping with you or continue to sleep with you if you are talking to my cousin. And it's, it's not a matter of me you know, getting feelings for you, having that kind of feeling for you. It's just a matter of, you know, principle. I don't want to be sleeping with you if you're sleeping with my cousin, if you have intentional going and sleeping with my cousin. And I mean, like, all the people. I can't, I could blame her, yes, but I can't blame her too much because I remember again, I told her that we were just friends. So she was going over the whole idea that he and I were just friends. That, you know, just used to talk and lie and stuff. She wasn't fully aware of the arrangement she wasn't aware of the arrangement at all so she thought now that you know that was a cool scene for her you know the green light to go ahead and you know talk to him or get to know him or whatever the case is so that one i could kind of understand that on her part but for him though he he broke the rules and it it was part of the non-negotiables, and I was like, yeah, we need to stop. We need to stop. So, yeah, after after that that night, that episode, that, that session, I, I never met up with him again. Needless to say, the relationship with my cousin was, you know, kind of strained after that. I mean, we cool now with the stock and all of that, but I, I never really... I think I confronted her about it. And yeah, she did say, well, Lolly said, Lolly was cool, Lolly was just friends, so she could have go ahead and talk. And that's why I say I could kind of understand that if you're coming from that, you know, that thinking. So I didn't have a big problem with her. I just find that she could have tell me a little more because when she talked to me that time, I could have sensed that she was holding back something. And just let me know. Just let me know beforehand. I mean, I I'm, I try to be a cool and honest and open person all the time. And if this is something that I want to do, I can't be vexed with you, I can't be mad with you, but in, just let me know. Especially on his part, he should have let me know. Right? And, uh, I mean, nobody perfect, huh? And I know eventually some shit would have happened. Or something would have happened and we would have had to end this arrangement. And I honestly, I cared for him, but like in a friend kind of yes and no, and we doing stuff kind of way, but not in a intimate, romantic type way. So it was, like I said, it was because we had the non-negotiables and I honestly didn't let my feelings romantically get involved in this. It was easy for me to just cut him off. I mean, well, kind of easier because the dick was good. It was good. It was real good. Kind of missed it off. It was the dick, though. Not the guy. Just the dick. But, yeah. <laughs> but, yeah, but, I mean, it was easy for me to cut the, the cord, to dismantle the arrangement. And after a while, you know, talking to me, he really started to annoy me a little bit. Because he was simple. He was one of those simple guys. He wasn't... 
how to put it the the conversations that they would have yes it was easy to start conversations with him but it wasn't like deep conversations it wasn't something where you could go and ask him his opinion and you would get like a deep honest kind of well thought of answer and i mean that that at the time that wasn't really much of a, a issue for me because i mean we don't talk when we have sex just have sex we're not going to sit down and be like so what do you think about the war and this thing that's going on in palestine you know we don't you're not talking about that but i mean if you were to ask him questions about what the government doing or you know social issues that come up at the day he wouldn't have much of an opinion to to see he was and in some cases he was just a bit daft yeah so it was easy it was easy to end it all right from this whole story here i have some some advice to you you know if you're getting into something new whether it's a new relationship or a new dick guy or the opposite what's the opposite of a dick guy pussy woman i don't know i had a thought of that and I, I never had the opposite before there's no dick guy so yeah there's some you know some rules or some advice that you could take into consideration like i said for any situation that you're getting yourself into number one set your boundaries have your non-negotiables and set your standards and when you have these things don't go back on them don't compromise on them right especially your non-negotiables i mean for your standards you could kind of you know depend on the situation or what's available to you you could kind of you know play around with the standards a little bit not too much give it some a, a little bit of wiggle room not too much because again you want to be able to get something that you want and not compromise on something that you don't want or just take because again it's available to you at the time i understand that some situations you know i mean you have to you know the options that you're dealt with is not the best or not what you want, but yet at the time you just want to get something. So yeah, but for your non-negotiables though, make sure that you don't, you don't sway on your non-negotiables at all, right? Non-negotiables should be things like your health, your safety, um, discretion, right? So make sure that you have those things set. Because you'll be messing up your own self if you go back on those things. Number two, do your research. All right? Know who you're getting yourself involved with. Know what you're getting yourself into. And make sure that you understand all the terms and the consequences. The good stuff as well as the bad. Because, I mean, anything could happen. The good, the bad, the ugly, the messy even when you have your rules and your boundaries and your standards and all of that, shit does happen, right? So know what you're getting yourself into and who you're getting yourself involved with. Number three, no plan is perfect. Things fall apart. They fail. Sometimes it works out. Sometimes it doesn't. If it does, then, you know, you're good to go. But if it doesn't, don't beat up yourself. 
you live and you learn. You've been through that experience. You find the good things out of it. And the bad things, you rework it to suit yourself. You rework your strategy so that you could try it next time with new, new, I don't know. What I want to say, you could try reworking your strategy so that it will be better for you for the next opportunity. Alright, and at least the next time you're getting yourself involved in something, you know what worked and what didn't work. Alright, so like me, this one, I had to add a new family course to the next arrangement that I'm going to have. That kind of sucks. I really, I really did not anticipate that happening. I really didn't, I don't know. That wasn't on my mind because, I mean, this thing was just supposed to be my thing, just for me. If he had if he had another girl, I would not have had that big of a problem with it. But seeing that is my cousin, and he knew that it was my cousin as well, huh? because she told him, and you know, Facebook have that family connection thing where you could see who mutual friend is related to who and all of that. So he could he saw and he she told him that we were cousins. And yet he's still entertainer. <sighs> Man. Sometimes I don't know. Maybe because of it wasn't all out there. So what? So what? And just, just have fun with it, you know. Just have fun with it. Sometimes it's, it's not good to take things too seriously because then you would be losing out on something. You'll be missing out stuff, and you wouldn't be willing to compromise or just let loose. So yeah, just have fun. Like what you heard? Want to hear more? Tune in to the next episode. I have quite a bit of stories to tell, but if you want me to discuss a particular topic or want to know if I had an experience and how I handled it or discuss any of my philosophies, I just want to leave a comment or you have any questions for me. You can email me your thoughts at chat at edensfinest.com. That's C-H-A-T at E-D-E-N-S-F-I-N-E-S-D dot com. You can also follow me on social media. My Instagram handle is at Misadventures in Eden and on Twitter at Miss underscore Eden. That's M-I-S underscore E-D-E-N.